0: Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here, glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, it's another Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. We'll talk about the NFL schedule. The New Orleans Saints. Will the NFL play the pandemic we got all of that and much more. Taking a look at the NFL schedule and then the New Orleans Saints for you here on Sports Takes. Hey, if you're looking for a good movie to watch this weekend, a baseball movie, check out the recent episode of Chin Music with Rick Robinson and I. And then coming up on Monday, Trey Blossman and I'll have another Sports Takes. This one will look at college football. Will we see college football in the fall? What might it look like? Hey, don't forget to connect on social media. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Talking Sports with TK, also on Facebook and Instagram. Happy to connect with you. We're going to listen to a quick message. We'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's Sports Takes. It's the NFL schedule, the New Orleans Saints, the pandemic, and much, much more. Stay tuned. Sports with TK, I am Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman, because as I mentioned, it's time for Sports Takes. We'll take a look at that New Orleans Saints schedule, which was released uh, by the NFL on Thursday evening. We've got plenty to talk about with that, as well as the NFL and the NFL schedule. So it's Sports Takes. Please share this with all of your friends. Right now, we say
1: hello and welcome to Trey Blossman. Trey, how are you today? Doing fine, Tommy. Re- ready for the weekend. Not that I always know what day of the week it is, but today I do. <laughs>
0: a lot of people <laughs> struggling with that these days. And and uh, as we roll, we're, we're you know many days into May right now, approaching the middle of May. And there's still a lot of question marks, in particular in Louisiana. And we're starting to see some things uh, happening around the country that maybe this economy can begin its fight back to to whatever normalcy is, and and obviously our priority. You're on the North Shore, St. Tammany Parish area here in Louisiana. I'm in Baton Rouge, and obviously we want our state to be safe and do the right thing, but I'm not so sure anybody knows really what's going on or really what the next step will be, but I guess we have to trust the leaders at this point.
1: Well, Tommy, what I see is uh, people tiring of this stay safe at home situation. Uh, I've seen numerous restaurants put up tents in their parking lot to set up outside dining areas so that they can play by the rules that the government is making and try and make some money. You know, uh, a lot of people have been seven going on eight weeks with no income. Uh, it's not easy. Uh, You know, if you're in a situation where you're still renting, you have to pay rent. I mean, you've got expenses. You know, Uh, if you made a bank loan to help open your business, you've got to service that debt. And I I see people, not just this hairdresser in Dallas, but people all over my area, all over my state and all over the country who are going to open back up where the government tells them they can or not, Tommy. Uh, I think we're at a very interesting time. These have been strange days indeed, but uh, I think people are raring to go and anxious to get this economy cooking again. You know, we had the best economy we've ever had 75 days ago, 70 days ago, and uh, we do need to get rolling or else we're going to be a long, long time digging out from this. The longer we continue to be shut down, the longer it's going to take, to get going again
0: well and i think people all over and obviously our state of louisiana but but folks who may be listening in other states you know they, i think if some of the projections of the severity of this thing would have been even more close to accurate than they are people would feel differently but i think the frustration is rooted in the fact that Nobody really knows what's going on. I mean, the Trump administration and task force, they're doing their best, and they have more info than we have, but they really don't know. So I think, you know, had this thing gone anywhere near the original projections, I think everybody would be locked up in their house, not worried about opening up their business. But the forecast, on while it did arrow on the side of caution, it was significantly incorrect, and I think people are ready to go. One yeah, well, group I- that—
1: Yeah. Go ahead. ahead. Tommy, the original British model grossly overstated deaths. And I I don't know enough about this science of the study to know why they projected the numbers that they did. But I think it's become obvious to most people that they were expecting more deaths than we've had. Uh, And, you know, you look at the U.S., New Jersey and New York have the bulk of the cases. Right. I don't know why that is, but it, it, it is the case, and some states have had very little, if any. Uh, five states didn't even shut down, and they're doing okay. Of course, they're less populated states, but uh, I agree with you. Nobody really knows. I, I think based on the projections that we did see, it was smart to err on the side of caution, but uh, I, I see people getting less and less cautious every day, and... Uh, People are ready. You know, people are ready to go do things. The the Cinco de Mayo on Tuesday, a lot of people were out looking for places to go find a tent they could sit in, under and eat. People are ready to get out. And uh, I can't say that I blame them.
0: Well, Cinco de Mayo, I ended up at the Ice House Taproom, which sponsors my podcast during the fall. And they had a, you know, one man acoustic guitar show and, yeah, they used the service window. The tables were sta- spaced apart. And it was great to sit there. I saw a couple of people I hadn't seen in a few months. Yeah, You know, had, drank a few cold ones and, and enjoyed some music and enjoyed some friends I hadn't seen for a while. You know, but they, they were adhering to all of the restrictions that they were asked to adhere to. So, yeah, well, uh, but, but yeah. a lot of people are doing that.
1: What? Yeah, and we'll see more and more of it as we move forward. Luckily, the weather's been pretty good uh, for alfresco outdoor dining, so people <laughs> are getting some business, you know. Now, one group, the National Football
0: League, the NFL, has kept moving on. They did their virtual draft, and it went, went fine. I mean, it was a few minor hiccups, but in the big picture, they pulled it off, and obviously – Thursday night of this week, they, they released the entire NFL schedule, preseason games and regular season games. They are proceeding as if they're going to play. Uh, I think the NFL, I don't know about preseason, but I think they're going to play their regular season, which would not start until September 10th, which is four solid months from right now, uh, when the Chiefs would host the Texans in the NFL lid lifter. Uh, I think the NFL is going to play unless – they're told not to play, be it by Congress or whatever. Now, if you've got certain governors in certain states that are not allowing their teams to play, I think the NFL is going to tell them, take it on the road. Example, Dallas is supposed to open the season in the Los Angeles Rams new stadium in California. I think if a week or two before that game, that governor says, Rams, you're not playing, in Los Angeles, the NFL is going to tell the Rams, guess what? That game's now in Dallas where they said they can play. So you may get some of that. I don't know if we're going to have half a stadium, full stadium, no fans. But I think the NFL is going to play football. 32 teams, all the stadiums, you know, it's their own stadium. Nobody else is really using it, especially at that time of the year. I think we're going to see the NFL football very similar to what we saw you know, in a regular situation last year in a 2019 season.
1: Well, I, I certainly hope that's the case. I I tend to agree with you that they are moving forward. And look, uh, we talked about them moving forward with the draft. It was a great thing. It was a hugely successful TV ratings show. Uh, it gave people some sense of normalcy. And I'll tell you what also happened. The people at the voice watched what the NFL did with the draft and they figured out a way to continue their season programming. Uh, You know, I don't know if you know that show, Tommy, but it starts off with pre-recorded shows and then eventually they get to where they're going live. And I kept wondering, man, it's getting ready to go live. How how are they going to pull this off? And they did it much like the draft. The judges were in their own homes on closed circuit TV. The performers performed closed circuit. uh, They pulled it off, and I think the NFL helped show them the way to do that. So uh, the more things that proceed as normal, the better for everybody.
0: I agree with that. Now, obviously, a majority of our listeners are New Orleans Saints fans here in Louisiana, although I know we have people listening in other parts of the country. Uh, But the New Orleans Saints schedule, and we're not going to worry about the preseason part of it today. But I think they have a good schedule. It's attractive. Uh, They're playing both teams in the Superdome that participated in the Super Bowl last year. And I want to point out three games that I think are significant. The opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a 325 kickoff. Uh, Saints are already a four and a half point point. Favorite in that game. I think that's key because it's Tom Brady wearing a Buccaneer uniform. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. I think it'll be the first time ever that two five thousand yard passers were matched up uh, like that. And then the next week, the Saints will play the first ever game in the home of the Las Vegas Raiders. Lots of Saints fans are going to make that trip to Vegas. A good friend of mine, Mike Pazan, who I did some podcasts with last week to go over the Saints draft, he's already booked his tickets. He's heading to Vegas for the Saints and the Raiders, and, and all eyes will be on that. It'll be great publicity for the Saints. That'll be a Monday night game. And then the other game, obviously the Saints have never played on a Friday. There's only been like 10 NFL Friday games in league history. Saints have never played on Christmas Day. They will host the Minnesota Vikings uh, late afternoon start on Friday, December 25th, in the Superdome. Uh, the, the rest of the schedule: the NFC South obviously to play in the AFC West in the interconference rotation. The uh, bye is in Week Six. I think it's a favorable schedule for the Saints. Uh, With the home and the away, it's considered around the middle of the pack as far as toughest schedule, weakest schedule uh, in the NFL. I like the way things are laid out for the Saints.
1: Well, Tommy, I I see five or six big games for the Saints. Obviously, Tampa Bay at New Orleans in week one. If that's not a made-for-TV drama event, I've never seen one. Uh, A lot of people will be watching that game. A lot of people curious to see how good Tampa Bay will be with Tom Brady. Of course, New Orleans, one of the favorites to win the NFC. Uh, The game in Vegas, I can tell you this, the tickets will be expensive. If you want to go to that game, it's going to cost you. But I do agree with you that a lot of people are going to be going. And I also have heard of some people making plans and booking hotels and plane flights and everything already. For and that. I think
0: there'll be a large contingent who goes to Vegas just to see all the black and gold fans against the black and silver. That's a Monday night game. Vegas will be nuts Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday until Tuesday morning. Everybody goes home. So I think there'll be a large number of saints fans. Like you said, and tickets may be thousands and thousands of dollars a pop by the time you get to that. Well, the, the, first, be, Raider,
1: the first Raider home game in Vegas, you know it's going to be expensive.
0: Yeah, so they may be Saints fans that say, hey, there's going to be a million places to watch the game out here when they actually kick off on Monday Night Football. So, but we want to be in the the festivity and the fun because there's not a lot of tailgating in this particular stadium setup from what I've read. It looks like a beautiful stadium from the outside, but the strip will be full of black and silver, black and gold. The NFL is going to have all their people out there because it's the first ever Las Vegas Raider game. And the fact that it's on, you know, primetime Monday night football and the saints are a part of that is is nothing but, but great for the New Orleans saints.
1: Yeah. It'll be crazy there for sure. I've been to Vegas. I haven't been in a while, but I've been a number of times. And it's going to be like an LSU home game. There's going to be a lot of people in Vegas that have no intention of going to the game. Just like there's a lot of people on LSU's campus on a Saturday afternoon for a Saturday night game. And a lot of those people an hour before kickoff go home to watch the game or or watch the game at a tailgate. I, I expect there will be. Tens of thousands of New Orleanians descending upon Las Vegas, Tommy.
0: I agree
1: 100%. Other big games I see for New Orleans, uh, I see the three big in a row the week one, Tampa at New Orleans, week two, New Orleans at the Raiders, week three, Green Bay at New Orleans, week nine, New Orleans at Tampa Bay, the return visit there, uh, week 10, San Francisco at New Orleans. Week 15, Kansas City at New Orleans. And week 16, as you said, Christmas Day, Minnesota at New Orleans. That's a lot of big games where we will have one of the best NFL games of the weekend uh, six times out of 17 weeks. That's pretty good. It's a good schedule. I see the Saints going 12-4, and Tommy. Yeah, I think they got at least 11 wins
0: on there. And obviously, we'll talk more about that as we get closer. A, A caveat for the Saints. I think playing the Buccaneers at home on the opening day of the schedule for the Saints Sunday, September 13th, is a huge plus for the Saints because, in theory, the Buccaneers will be better when the Saints play them in week nine once Brady and everybody has had more time together because, remember, no OTAs, no summer camps. Who knows what will be involved in the preseason? So some of these NFL teams – you know they're gonna need a couple of games with all the front line guys and the starters to maybe you know knock some of the rust off and smooth out new people like Brady and his receivers and grox in the picture and, and and the rest of the teams too. all the teams will be in the same boat. I don't think any team will start practicing before some other team. so that may be just a little silver lining that they get the buccaneers at that point when they may not be as good as they might possibly be as the season rolls along
1: yeah well that's a very good point and i totally agree that tappa will be a better team in week nine than they will be in week one unless they have a lot of injuries that we can't foresee right
0: and you know but only five twelve noon games and five primetime games. You know that's the NFL's, you know, hidden way of saying we're thinking you're going to be really good, and we know people uh, are going to put the eyes on the TV when they're playing. Because you mentioned that matchup with the Packers. That's a Sunday night primetime game. Right, I mean, right. You know, in fact, three of their first five games are, are either Sunday night or Monday night primetime TV. I mean, that, that's. I mean, if the Saints come out the gate doing well, I mean, they're going to they're draw a lot of national support.
1: Yeah, and I do believe they are one of the more popular teams in the country at this point. There's no doubt about that. A lot of
0: people, all the pundits are picking them to be a playoff team. There was, You know, everybody's been looking for something to write about and talk about. Saints have been voted one of the top best-looking uniforms in the league, and that was a national vote kind of thing. So, no, they're where they need to be with popularity Now they just need to win those 11 or 12 or 13 games and go win a Super Bowl. Super Bowl's in Tampa this year. And, you know, right now the NFL is planning on going as scheduled. I've heard a lot of what ifs. I don't want to waste a lot of time on that today. But, you know, they can slide that schedule back a couple of months and play a Super Bowl in March, uh, late March, if they have to. They would do that because of the money. But I think unless they're told they can't play, you're going to see NFL football beginning with that Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs, hosting the Texans on a Thursday night, September 10th.
1: Well, uh, yeah, that's a hell of a first game right there. Yeah, and there's lots of other matchups that are going to
0: be interesting all season long. And, of course, so many eyes will be on Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, what will happen there, and and LSU is going to, when they have all the final 55-man rosters, rosters went up to 55 from 53 in the latest collective bargaining agreement. LSU is going to have more players on when you add up all the 55-man rosters than any other team in the NFL by virtue of all the guys getting drafted and the free agents that signed. Uh, They had the second most last year. They'll have the most this year. So LSU fans are going to be watching lots of different NFL teams, which are going to be sprinkled with Tigers.
1: Yeah, that's a great thing. I read a funny comment, Tommy, that uh, Joe Burrow said his dad was razzing him a little bit for being a millionaire living in his parents' basement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's as soon as uh, as soon as the Bengals can begin camp practice, uh, he'll have a pad somewhere in the Cincinnati area.
1: Oh, absolutely, he
0: will. Sure. But uh, anyway, enough. So I applaud the NFL for moving forward. They're going to do it safely, and I'm sure they're crossing T's and dotting I's. And I think we're going to see NFL football unless they're told they can't play or there's some major change in what's happening with the pandemic.
1: Well, let's hope so. I hope you're 100% correct. Uh, Again, as we've talked on recent podcasts, we We don't expect to return to normal. I hate to use this overused phrase, but we're going to find out what the new normal is. And a lot of people are hoping that the new normal includes fall football. All
0: right, Trey, as we wrap it up, do you have any closing comments? I know Monday we'll do a thing about college football. What might we see if we see college football? You and I are going to do some research over the weekend. We'll have that uh, podcast published on Monday evening. Uh, for everyone. So any closing comments on the NFL, the New Orleans Saints, or or anything pertaining to that?
1: Well, uh, I'm just going to restate what you stated at the opening and that it's good that the NFL is proceeding. A lot of other people being very cautious. The NFL is out in front here on this, on trying to get their situation back to some kind of normalcy. The NBA and you know I I like Commissioner Silver much more than I like Commissioner uh, I almost said Tagliabue Goodell, Uh, and I think that he's been a far better commissioner for his league. But there are some serious mixed signals coming out of the NBA camp. Uh, whereas you're not seeing that. I, I believe you're seeing better leadership in the NFL at this point in time, which quite frankly surprises me, Tommy.
0: Well, but they have a, a better window of time to play with, uh, yeah, to make decisions true. or that's not true. make decisions, you know. And So that's a little bit of an advantage for them as opposed to hockey or the NBA or even Major League Baseball, you know. But you still got to throw in high school athletics, which I'm a big proponent of. The college stuff, but the NFL, you know, in, in the calendar, the pandemic calendar, they were the ones to be least affected. And then, as we said, they only got 32 teams. It's easier for them to resume things than hundreds of college football teams spread out all over the country.
1: Yeah, good points.
0: Good point. All right, Trey, will you have a wonderful weekend? We'll throw a college football podcast on everybody. A, uh, with another additional sports takes on monday once again folks share this with all your friends we have fun doing it, and we hope you enjoy listening to it trey wonder have a wonderful weekend we'll talk to you on monday look forward to it tommy thank you
1: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals